Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. My name is Darren. I am your host. And today we're going to be talking about Do It All Night from uh, Dirty Mind. Recorded in 1980 at, I believe, <laughs> what is credited as somewhere in Uptown. Uh, which is actually Prince's home studio in, I'm going to say Waisata, I think is, is how you pronounce his house at the time. I'll have to look it up. Basically, he lived there for a couple of years and he like fitted a, a studio and then he expanded by buying the property next door so he could get some privacy. Uh, and then when he left that property, he gave it to his father. Mm. When his father died, he had he had the property knocked down and he, he kept the land until his death. So mm. basically, he bought this, this, this kind of property in like 1980 and he held on to it until 2016 so yeah and the album was released on the 8th of October 1980 it's just Prince uh, once more on the on the track by himself and it was actually released as a single only in the UK uh, on the 6th of March 1981 once again I find it funny that Warner Brothers spent so much time releasing so many singles off all these early albums that Basically, by the time the last single was released, the next album was about to come out. Yeah. Um, the track is 3 minutes of 42, and with me today, returning guest, Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot. Hey there. And what were you about to say, sorry, Elliot? I interrupted you there. I wish I understood the, um, I guess at the time, how the how Warner Brothers worked insofar as releasing singles, because I know on the, Wikip- on the Wikipedia, with uh, the way they run down the songs for Prince, there is UK singles, US singles, and other kind of singles. But I just find that interesting. I, I was curious why that was, but I don't work at Warner Brothers, and I might not, <laughs> so I might never know. So it's a secret that is good for them to keep. And it's interesting because the, the B-side for Do It All Night was Head. Yes. Um, so, you know, kind of an interesting pairing, I think, because Do It All Night is kind of, um, it, it's it's very, um, oh, I mean, the fact that it's it, basically. <laughs> Do It All Night. It's kind of, there's a there's a kind of, Prince is not being as explicit as you would think. As he should be. Yeah, and then pairing that with Head, which which is a very <laughs> kind of explicit song. As he is. Yeah, it's quite an, it's quite an interesting pairing that they went with that as the, the single, but um, yeah. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't really chart very well in in the UK either. Mm. I'm almost certain if if you had a copy of it, you probably would be able to sell it for a lot of money now. Mm. But yeah, so uh, you know, let's talk about the song then. On these early albums, I kind of struggle to figure out what the genre is for for the song. So um, I mean, I don't know what you feel it is, Elliot. What would you say that the genre would be? I feel like up until 1999, Prince was mix. He was definitely mixing a lot of both new wave influence, but also. R&B and dance influence. So that's kind of how I look at uh, Dirty Mind, especially Dirty Mind and Controversy, but to an extent, uh, his self-titled. For You is like more, mostly an R&B and disco record, but the way I look at it is those three records are New Wave, a bit of punk meets R&B and dance. So that's kind of how I... So I think I mean, New if Wave you were or to say, Dance. Yeah, I was going to say Dance, I think, would probably sum it up. Um, yeah. It'd probably be interesting to see which, um, if this, you know, which which uh, genre chart this charted in, because obviously Billboard, uh, for some reason in the in the seventies, had seemed to have like twenty different charts. Oh yeah, could could, uh, could chart in and Prince until we get to nineteen ninety nine, he was almost exclusively charted in like R and B singles charts and right. soul single charts, and it just kind of all his albums did very well in these kind of. Very narrow charts, but he never really found that much kind of crossover success. Well, that was, I think, his big concern, especially starting, which was the uh, just this 
concerned about being ghettoized. And mm. that was something he really pushed against with uh, Warner Brothers. So like, you, you know, I'm making this kind of diverse and different music allow yeah. as many people to hear it. Yeah. And it, it did take until 99. And I think as well, the fact that on an album, he could have so many, like he could have a soul song with an R&B song and then a funk song. Yeah. And I think that kind of actually helped because it made Warner Brothers, if it was just like 10 tracks that were all kind of like soul, then it would be yeah. easy for them to pigeonhole him. But he was kind of jumping around almost as if to, to stop the Warner Brother executives from pigeonholing anything that he was doing um, in the early 80s. Yeah, and it's all, I mean, to even think about Dirty Mind as a whole record, it is kind of weird to think of it just being specifically a an R&B record because it bounces. Uh, it, can you really say, you know, when you were mine, the track that precedes this one as just an R&B song because it's very explicitly pop and punky too and it's he, he i i think whether or not it was just like business i think he also had his ear to the ground very well and just was hearing what other people were doing uh yeah. when michael ja i mean michael jackson would become like his biggest rival and, and music wise at least influence wise but just he was a he was aware of just all the opportunities that there were in music and i don't think and, and it's it's hard to say i mean it's hard to say that something like Do It All Night is just one specific sound, but it's definitely has a new wave vibe to it. So you can play it at a new wave club at the time, but it's a dance song, a very, e it's a very easy dance song and you can play it at any club and you can play it on a, an, any, any, ra any radio station. It's not, you know, AOR rock. It's not album oriented oh, rock no. yet, no. but it still has a certain appeal that, you know, whatever station was kind of playing disco or pop disco, it could be played there too. It's actually surprising that there's no kind of like um, 12 inch remix of this because it seems like a song that would be ripe for, uh, you know, with the riff, just kind of extending the riff a little bit for yeah. kind of five, six minutes and just letting a DJ play with that. That just seems like something that would have been. I guess you know it took it took a, few, a couple more albums before Warner Brothers kind of let Prince release those types of of, of songs. I think that's the, that's the thing is, uh, you know, obviously it costs a lot to be doing like twelve inch pressings of singles. So Warner Brothers weren't really spending that kind of money on Prince at this particular point. So yeah, which is weird considering I Want to Be Your Lover just became such a big hit beforehand. Prince had a three record advance that he basically spent all on his first record. So I could understand Warner Brothers being a little bit kind of tight with the money by the time they got to this album. They had already, you know, given him an extension on his contract by this point. So obviously they were they were invested in Prince, but not too much yet. So. No. Um, but let's talk about the kind of the lyrics because I think this is this is a really enjoyable song. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's very it's very kind of fast paced and it's kind of you know a typical Prince subject in that he he just wants to have sex uh, with someone. But I I like that he's this is a, this is a kind of there's an English phrase in here where he goes I've been waiting such a bloody, sort of long, bloody time. long time. <laughs> yeah. Which I hearing that it, it is kind of weird. And I just want to like I, did he really say it that way? But uh, maybe I mean maybe that's a reflection on just having his ear to the ground and just how certain artists in England whatever they were making insofar as new wave or punk were saying yeah. maybe that kind of caught on with him. Um, but yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot of you know obviously you know the choruses I, I do it all night. Yeah, uh, I want to do it. Uh, do it to you right, which I, I just I love. It's just kind of like a nice little couplet. Um, yeah. you know that he he kind of puts in there but basically about someone who just wants to have sex with someone else and that's, that's of course this is where we started to get into kind of classic prince subjects uh you know which either consists of him 
telling someone how great he is, uh, or uh, mostly at having sex, or how much he really wants to show them how great he is at having sex. There's a, a line here I like. Uh, what is it? I don't care because I really want to hold you, and I, I'm, I'm so scared that he might do something to you that you like. And I'm like, that's a good, that's a good line. That's a yeah. great line. That's like that's yeah. that's a pickup line that needs to be used more. Maybe he should have copyrighted <laughs> that pickup line. It's such a great line. It's like, listen, honey, you know, I'm only like, here because you know, I like I, I like make how sure he, he doesn't say something that you like. <laughs> and I like how he starts the song by saying, uh, "Pardon me." So he's oh, being yeah. very polite. Uh, I want to talk to you, and then he says, "I might be kind of shy." And then for the rest of the song, you're like, "These aren't these aren't the words of someone." <laughs> <laughs> shy um you know this is someone who's very kind of confident and upfront and he's kind of just like kind of making it clear that um you know what is going to happen once they get together and i yeah. think i think that's really and i i particularly love this kind of little rhyme just before we get kind of like the the you know the the, the kind of the repeat of the chorus for the re- for the kind of remainder of the song where he says um now that I've got your attention, there's something I want to mention. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> I, I think it, insofar as a dance song, it really, it, it that grab, it grab, grabs your attention in kind of different ways where he, it feels like he is grabbing his audience and saying to them, you're going to dance tonight, you know, and yeah. do it all night. You can say, hey, it's, it's clearly about sex. But you can say, we're going to party all night. They ask a song later, I'm going to party up. Yeah. And uptown, but, you know. We're going to party all night. We're going to have fun tonight. We're going to do it all night. Yeah. Uh, you I can think, think of that way too. I think it's interesting, actually, you mentioned those two other songs because I feel like Dirty Mind is is kind of an album that uh, it's not actually broken up into these two halves, but there are the songs that are about sex, uh, which I would say are, you know, Dirty Mind, um, When You Were Mine, um, mm. Head, Sister. So you have that kind of half of the album. Yeah. And then you have kind of like the party songs, which is... Um, you know, do it all night, uptown and party up, like you said, um, and possibly got a broken heart again. But that's that's kind of like a ballad, isn't it? So it doesn't really fit with the kind of right, party yeah. thing. But it's also not kind of as explicit as the as the other songs on here that are, that are kind of about Prince's dirty mind and, and what he's going to do with his sister and various other things <laughs> on the album. Well, I'll uh, say this though, just going back to how this was besided with uh, Head, it does kind of they kind of work together lyrically, where it says, "Pardon me." You know, I want to talk to you. And I think this way Head starts, he's picking up a girl too. So yeah. it kind of, so it seems like it's a, a suite of sorts of just picking up women. You can look at <laughs> yeah. it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just such, it's such a good, I mean, I, I feel like, um, I mean, there is obviously that famous quote about uh, analyzing uh, comedy is like dissecting a frog. And, and at the end of it, all you've got is a dead frog. And so just saying that this song is great kind of doesn't really get it over. But yeah, it's like it's it's like this album is the album where Prince's kind of musical prowess, which is something that Warner Brothers had boasted about in the first album uh, and basically sanded down to nothing almost on that first album. Yeah. But had kind yeah. of we got more hints of with 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 Prince, the second album on this album. He's he knows exactly what he wants to do. You know, like the lyrics are, are so clever and mm-hmm. um and you know obviously in later songs very explicit and and then also the music is just perfectly suited for each song um and i think that's you know that's kind of this is where it all starts to come together as far as like the identity of what prince will be i mean the the, the song we were doing before this um which now escapes me because that's how kind <laughs> of uh, a little bit um 
My Love Is my, Forever. My Love Is Forever, right. The song, that song, I was talking about how there was kind of a lack of confidence in Prince. And I think at this point, this is where the confidence, where he defines himself and says, this is who I am. This is how we're going to do this music. This is how I'm going to do this. This is the freak who I am. So, you know, either you want to see it or you don't. But this yeah. is who I am. It's that confidence that I think was, it, it was there insofar as prowess, but it wasn't there insofar as identity. And I think that is what we get out of something like, you know, do it all night and yeah. a lot of dirty mind itself. It's, it's, yeah, it's, him, it's definitely it, Prince becoming Prince, you know, from absolutely. the album cover to, you know, dirty mind to finishing off your party up. It's Prince becoming Prince. Um, now I would say out of five, I would give this four out of five and I only give mm. it four out of five simply because it's preceded by two five out of fives and, oh, okay. and the, and the album then has another three, five out of five songs for me on it. So, you know, this and, and a couple of others, I would just put a notch below simply because, you know, dirty mind is such a great song. And when you were not mind, it's such a great song. Yeah. I would actually say the same thing four out of five, but just because. I've I've listened to Dirty Mind the 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 title track more when you're mine more uh, I like playing uh, when you're mine more uh, both like as the song itself and just on guitar seeing how the whole riff works it's a lot of fun yeah. um, head and just seeing how the drums work on that song too and this but you know I def this is a high definitely a high ranking song yeah. for me it's just everything else. It, it's it's finding a rose and a whole bunch of other pretty things. <laughs> metaphor was not going anywhere. Um, okay, yeah. I think we've, we've said as much as we can about this song. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you wish to plug out here? Uh, no, you can find me on Twitter at E-H Wallace, W-A-L-L-A-C-E. Uh, that's it. Great stuff. You can follow us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track. You can find us on Twitter at Prince Podcast. And if you wish to email us for any reason, I don't know why you would, but uh, we're at princetrackbytrack at gmail.com. Uh, so thanks for returning to be my guest here, Eddie. Hey, no problem. I appreciate it. I could talk Prince all day and all night, <laughs> which I will. Otherwise, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>